to the Bait to Gila Community Podcast, teaching the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, here are your hosts, Pastor Nicholas Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom and welcome to the Bait to Gila Community Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you guys want to find us online, you can reach us at topraise.net. You can go to the Contact Us tab. Or if you'd like to send us an email at info at topraise.net. That's info at topraise.net. Uh, or if you'd like to reach to us or reach us by phone, it's 813-654-2222. This is Ryan Kaber. I'm here in studio with Pastor Nick Plummer. And we are talking about this week's Torah portion. We sure are. We uh, are excited that Beit Tehila is currently in its 19th Torah cycle. In the fall of 1999, we started the Torah portions here at Beit Tehila. And what a life-changing event that we continue every year to uh, start a brand new Torah cycle. So once again, we, we are in the book of Genesis, and uh, we see that we have the story of uh, creation, Adam and Eve. We, of course, have uh, the story of Noah and the ark. And those eight people that were on that ark that actually were able to save all of mankind and how God judged the world through, the, uh, through, through water, through the earth having a mikvah. It was totally immersed uh, even past the highest mountain. So this week, uh, we're looking at the Torah portion, Lech Lecha, which is go for yourself. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 through chapter 17 and verse 27. And this is an exciting Torah portion because now we're going to be getting into uh, Father Abraham. Uh, father Abraham is, uh, of course, the father of the three faiths. We know uh, he's, of course, the, the father of the, uh, the, the Jews, the, the Christians, and the Muslims. And all of these three faiths have a reference to Abraham. And, and I want to point out, as, as you are listening to this podcast, that the scriptures are very clear as a Christian uh, how you truly are the seed of Abraham. Uh, it says in Galatians 3.29, And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So once again, for those of you that are in Christ, that are born again, you are Abraham's offspring. You are also an heir according to the promise. Now, there's a lot of information packed into this verse, and I want to start off with looking at the word offspring. It's actually the Greek word sperma. It means something sown, seed, specifically a remnant, as if kept over for planting or an issue. So once again, it's something sown, a seed, specifically a remnant. So this is where you get the word sperma for the word offspring. In the English and the Greek, it is the word sperma. So that's very important that we understand that we are we are natural beings, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, you are truly a, a seed that has grown uh, in its fullness as a homo sapien in the human race. And then with that, we also have the word heirs. Now the word heirs is the Greek word Kleronomos. Kleronomos means a partitioning, getting by apportionment, a sharer by lot, an inheritor by implying a possessor. So once again, as an heir, you have an estate. You have something coming to you. It's about partitioning, getting by apportionment, a sharer by lot, an inheritor by implying a possessor. So within the seed of Abraham in Christ, there are heirs according to the promise. So, so just like uh, the 12 tribes, when they gave out the lots to give out the land, those tribes 
received an inheritance. They were the inheritor, all the tribes. So once again, as, as a Christian, as a believer in Yeshua Jesus, we are a possessor as well. So you have, of course, the offspring, the heirs according to the promise. And this word promise is probably one of my fa- favorite Greek words. It sounds like a, a dish that you would get at Olive Garden. It is the Greek word epigelia. You know, Delicious. some people order the eggplant. I say I'll have the epigelia. And epigelia means an announcement for information, assent or pledge, especially a divine assurance of good. We must understand this as, as Christians, as believers, that there is a divine assurance of good contained within the promises of God. Now imagine that. We have these circumstances. We have these things happen in our life. But this truly is a, a promise from God, a divine assurance of good. He's got your best interest in mind. So as we look at that, we need to put it all together. So once again, in Galatians 3, 29, and if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Now, notice that I took you into Galatians, which is the New Testament. But now we're going to kind of work our way back. And, and we're going to look at the very opening of this particular Torah portion. Uh, Lech Lecha, go for yourself. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Wow, how powerful is that right out of the gate? He's asked to leave his country. He's asked to leave his relatives. And lastly, he's asked to leave his father's house. So that is something that we all need to consider and think about when we become born again or we accept Christ. You know, uh, a lot of us get relocated. We, we, we're not really living in, in the place where we were born. Uh, we notice that not all of our family are, are born again and, and agree with our decision to, to, to be born again and to receive Christ. Uh, and then, of course, we know that uh, he had to leave his father's house uh, because he wanted to be shown a land. And that's something that a lot of people uh, don't really see right out of the gate. But, but I'll tell you, Ryan, as we look at this uh, particular covenant that's made uh, with Abraham, we have to simply uh, look at, and, and, and you can write these down, uh, 10 promises to the Abrahamic covenant. So once again, within the Abrahamic covenant, because we've already established that in Christ, you are the seed, uh, the very first thing in this Abrahamic covenant is land. You know, Mike, uh, last night at our, our Torah study, when we were actually looking over this Torah portion, made a good point that uh, Abraham, or Abram at this point, had to leave all of those things, but more than just leaving his father's house, it's leaving behind his inheritance. Uh, and I think that's a big deal. You know, I think a lot of us, we try to, when we become born again, hold on to the things of this world and hang on to that, you know, which so easily beset us while simultaneously trying to serve the Lord. And you can't do both. Yeah, I think it's a calling that he really puts on your heart. And so everything's going to be coming full circle. So once again, uh, the first promise uh, contained within the Abrahamic covenant is the land. We know that that is the land of Israel. It's the land of Israel. And so I think 
uh, within the Hebrews of the Christian faith movement, uh, even among Messianic Judaism, we should have a desire for the land of Israel. There should be something inside of us that cares about the land of Israel uh, and all of its inhabitants, and even praying uh, to the extent of for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, but that's number one. Number two, uh, the second promise made to Abraham uh, within this covenant was that he would be a great nation. Uh, Abraham would become a great nation. And what nation would that be? The nation of Israel today. We see the Israel as a country. We see Israel as a people. But a great nation would come forth from Abraham. Um, so that's something to think about. You know, this is why we, we, we see a lot of anti-Semitism in the world. But, uh, you know, Israel means prevailing prince, co-ruler with God. So if we get behind Israel, we get behind the Jewish people, and we pray for them, and we befriend them, I'm telling you, there is going to be, there's going to be a party. There's going to be something incredible that's happening in the earth, and we get to be a part of it. So, of course, number one is the land. Number two, a great nation. Uh, number three, the, the third promise is to be blessed. Now, what do we have to do to do that? It seems like nothing to be blessed, that you are blessed when you are the seed of Abraham, when you're in Christ, you are to be blessed. And so you can just sit back and receive that and say, hey, you know what? I am blessed. Number four, uh, contained within the uh, 10 promises made in the Abrahamic covenant, would be, number four would be a great name. And we know that Abraham, Abraham has a great name among the Jewish people, the Christians, and even, even the Muslims, you know. And so we know that Abraham has a great name, and we can all actually reflect on him personally uh, and historically uh, to look at him as being a great patriarch, uh, the founding father of everything that we can see, uh, even within those three faiths of, of uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And so that's number number four. Number five a blessing to others. You know, we live in a world of, of selfishness and self-centeredness and ego that this is the time when you're the seed of Abraham that you need to be a blessing to others. You know, I always say, you know, are, are you a blessing uh, to others or are you a pain in the neck? Uh, so once again, what are we? Are we a blessing? Are we a pain in the neck? So we really want to, uh, to value others, respect others, and be a blessing to others without wanting anything in return. So once again, we'll, we'll look at the first five. Number one is land. Number two is a great nation. Number three is to be blessed. Number four, a great name. And number five is a blessing to others. Now, as we move on to number six, this one's very important in the times in which we live. Number six is God blesses those who bless. So, so many times we, we want to bless somebody, but we'll have strings attached or it won't be unconditional. But I believe that we need to bless the Jewish people. We need to bless each other. You know, I will bless those who bless. And so as we develop relationships uh, with the Jews and the Jewish community, uh, we are going to bless them. We're going to pray for them and love them unconditionally. And uh, our motives are going to be pure. But God blesses those who bless. So when somebody blesses you as the seed of Abraham, God in return will bless them. And it's a, it's a, it's, it reciprocates in an astounding way. So once again, number six, God blesses those who bless. Number seven, God curses those who curse. Now we see in the world today all these uh, terrible things that are being said about the Jewish people. Uh, and so we know that, that it's not true. And uh, even behind, you know, 
a lot of the lies and the slandering. But God curses those who curse, so he'll take care of our enemies. You know, Yeshua says to bless them, turn the other cheek, you know, when, you know, give them your code, all these things, go the extra mile, all these neat things. But God curses those who curse. He'll, he'll handle our adversaries. Revenge is mine, saith the Lord. And so you're going to see this. Uh, we call it sheep nations versus the goat nations. And we want to be a sheep nation. We pray for America to be a sheep nation, not a goat nation. Because those that bless Israel, those nations that bless Israel will truly be blessed. Those that don't and curse the nation of Israel will be cursed. And we can see throughout history all the enemies of Israel are, have perished. They're, they're no more. You know, no people have ever come back to a land and, and, and gone back to their original culture and language and everything. Uh, it's never been documented except for the Jewish people. So that, of course, is number seven. God curses those who curse. Number eight, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Isn't that incredible? That because of the seed of Abraham, all the families of the earth are to be blessed. Uh, actually, the Hebrew context there is, in thee shall all the families of the earth be grafted in through the patriarch Abraham and contain within those promises. So, so once again, number eight is, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And boy, what a blessing it is. And that one's cool because it's almost, you know, all the families are there. There's a foreshadowing that there will be other people. Right besides his direct physical descendants that'll be included in these promises. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so, so think about it. Now, this is very interesting as well. I don't have the exact address in the scriptures, but number nine, many nations <laughs> would come from Abraham. You know, when, when Sarah died, he married Keturah, who of course in turn gave him Midian, a son Midian, who became the Midianites. Uh, so that is very interesting. So we know that many nations uh, came from Abraham because he of course remarried. Uh, he, he had another wife after Sarah. He had Keturah and she once again bore him some sons and stuff. So, so many nations have come from Abraham. And we're seeing this today at Beit Tehillah. We're seeing so many nations represented in our congregation. And I don't have a long list offhand. I could just say that we have people from India. We have people from South America. We have people from Mexico. Jamaica. I mean, Czechoslovakia. We've got, I mean, you, you name it. My, my grandmother was Hungarian. It's like goulash in here. So many nations would come forth from Abraham. Last but not least, number 10, that Within this promise, the seed of Abraham would be exceedingly fruitful. They would multiply exceedingly. You know, I, I tell the story about my wife and I were praying for the congregation. We were really praying uh, for, for people to find this community and be a part. And we were really praying for, for families, husbands and wives, and those with children. And let me tell you something, you know, we're just not going to pray that anymore because we are overrun with youth and children and babies. I mean, to be exceedingly fruitful and to multiply exceedingly, we can see our tent pegs are being expanded. And uh, of course, I know that there's, there's quite a few families with more than one child. So we are probably close to 40% of our congregation is youth and children. So let me just go over those again with you real quick here, just so we can move on within this uh, tour portion, because we only have a, a small amount of time. Once again, the 10 promises to the Abrahamic covenant. Number one is the land. Number two, a great nation. Number three, to be blessed. Number four, a great name. Number five, blessing to others. Number six, God blesses those who bless. Number seven, God curses those who curse. Number eight, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Number nine, many nations. Last but not least, number 10, exceedingly fruitful, 
multiply exceedingly. So there are the 10 things that make up the Abrahamic covenant. And of course, we know as, as we look back in Genesis 15, 6, as we move on into the story of Abraham and his character, it says, then he believed in the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness, as righteousness. So once again, uh, this is even uh, found in, in the New Testament that, that, that his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Romans chapter 4, verse 3, verse 9 and 22 of Romans. As a matter of fact, in Romans 4, 3, it says, For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Okay. You know, this is, a, this is a cool point in Romans. Um, I really, really like this section of Romans. It's, it's a lot of times misconstrued. We know uh, Peter talks about how Paul can be hard to understand sometimes. But if you really read the context of what Paul's saying here, he's attributing faith to righteousness. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if we want to look at some of the great characters in the Bible that had faith, I would say Abraham would you know, be one of the foremost that we can point to and say his faith uh, is something for us to, to look up to, to strive, to be like, um, to try to take these stories that, of Abraham and what he did and, and try to apply them to our own lives so that we can have a, a practical way to walk that out. Uh, but Paul talks about sal salvation here in regards to faith in Jesus Christ and uses the example of Abraham that it, it, the righteousness was imputed to him by God because, or what is, I guess, what is righteousness, right? It's right standing with God. So he received right standing with God because not only did he believe uh, in God, right? A lot of people, I think, think it's just because he believed in God. No, he believed the promise of God and believed that the promise maker was able to keep the promise, that he was able to perform the great works that he had promised to him. And so, uh, However, how did God know that Abraham had great faith? And obviously it's the Akedah, which is in the next Torah portion that we're not going to go over. Uh, but it's an it's a awesome uh, story to look at. And I think a lot of people uh, miss some key verses in the section. They think that this says that the Torah is done away with, that the covenants are done away with. But it, the very thing that we're talking about here is how the covenant of Abraham is applied to us. So Paul's going through how we apply the covenant of Abraham to ourselves. Why would he in the same sentence be saying, hey, the covenant of Abraham's actually done away with. It doesn't make any sense. And here's some key verses uh, within that section of scripture. Uh, right before uh, chapter four, he actually says in chapter three, verse 31, he says, do then we make void the law or the Torah through faith? And he says, God forbid, may we establish the Torah. Um, you know, and, and then he goes on, uh, you get through his conversation about how do we act, does, which comes first, faith or works. Obviously, the faith come first. The works are the fruit of the faith. And then we get to chapter 6 and verse 15. It says, what then? Shall we, go, shall we go on sinning because we are not under the law or under the penalty of the law, but under grace? And he says, God forbid. So he answers the question, right? He clarifies for anybody that might misunderstand what he's saying that that's not what he's saying. He's not saying that the covenant of Abraham or of Moses or of anybody else is done away with. He's saying the exact opposite. You know, as we look in, in James um, chapter 2, verses 21 through 23, it says right here very clearly, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. 
And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. That's so what I so be here called. we have, I, I want to be called a friend of God. So faith without works is dead. So he had a right action to sit on your blessed assurance and just believe. I mean, the Bible says the demons believe. So, so I also want to bring out in Hebrews 11, eight through 10, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. Awesome. See, I mean, I'll never forget the first time I went to Israel or even wanted to go to Israel. I was so excited about it, but this is his inheritance. So if we're in Christ and we're the seed of Abraham, we should have the same feeling. So he went out not knowing where he was going, Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. Now, here we go. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder was God. So once again, as Abraham was brought forth and as we are coming out of the seed of Abraham, it's the same exact thing coming full circle. It's coming back to the land of Israel. Three things are synonymous, Ryan, that we need to understand. They're synonymous. They all three go together. It's the scriptures, the people, and the land of Israel. So as we begin to look at those three things, you cannot have one without the other. We read the scriptures. We see the people in the scriptures. We see the land in the scriptures. It all ties in together. So the question is, it's not even a... a, a, a whether you're ignorant or not, it's how far are you willing to go to receive your inheritance? Yeah, no, and, and if you go through this Torah portion, and uh, you mentioned sperma in the Greek, the word in the, in the Hebrew through the Torah portion is the word zarah for seed, and it, it really means the same thing, right? It, it's, it uh, means offspring, seed, it could be a literal seed. Uh, but we go in and it over and over and over if we follow where it says he's unto thy seed will I give this land so we're the seed of Abraham and then it says right here when we go back and we find what is the promise to the seed what are we an heir to it says unto thy seed will I give this land and then over and over as we I mean I've made some highlights here uh, and it just goes on and on and says and unto thy seed and unto thy seed and unto thy seed and my covenant is with thee and to thy seed after thee thy seed after thee and in their generations for an everlasting covenant and uh, and to be a God unto thee and thy seed after thee and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Um, I think that, that God uh, may have known what he was doing because he repeats it over and over and over again that, uh, that his covenant is not just with Abraham but it's also with his seed and how long is it a covenant with his seed? It says for an everlasting covenant which means forever. Uh, and then he also mentions uh, some of them by name, specifically in this Torah portion, uh, Itzhak or Isaac. And I think that's what's happening in the earth today. Seven billion people. There's this awakening. And, and Torah is being written on minds and hearts. And so here at Beit Tehillah, we're trying to build a strong community and raise up the next generation. You know, this is about the kingdom of God. And so the, the cool thing is, even in Genesis uh, 15, 5, it says, and he brought him forth abroad, this is Abraham, and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Boy, that is a lot. That is a lot of children, if you're asking me. So what I would like to, to, to share in closing 
is this last verse for you to consider as you are believers in Yeshua Jesus, as you love the Lord. I want to leave you with this last verse and make you think about this because this is what's happening. Paul says in Romans 9, 8, that is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Once again, are you believing for a divine assurance of good, that Greek word, epigelia for promise, are counted for the seed. Once again, Romans 9, 8. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. This is not about DNA. This is not about Ancestry.com or lineage. This is about, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. So the question is, are you believing for the promise? I think that's a good word. I think that uh, all of us would do well to uh, take that to heart and to not take our word for it, but to search the scriptures for themselves, uh, to look at these key verses uh, and to read them in context, to take in whole chapters and whole books, uh, to sit down and read it for yourself because it's the only way that it's really going to become part of you. And so, uh, Father God, right now, we just want to come to you. We want to thank you for the promise that you've made to us, God, that we are heirs according to the promise. God, we don't deserve any of that. We don't deserve anything, and yet somehow, some way, uh, through your Son, Yeshua, the Messiah, you've made a way for us to become sons, to be sons of the living God, sons and daughters, God. And so we receive that promise right now. We thank you uh, that you have made a way for us to be part of your family, to be part of your promises, and to uh, have an everlasting covenant with you uh, that, that we can't break because your Son, through him, we are righteous. And so we love you. We honor you this day, and uh, we just ask for your blessing uh, over everyone that's hearing uh, our podcast today. In Yeshua's mighty name, amen. Amen. amen.